my deer stand and I'm tethered to this tree. Ten minutes since the sun came up and I can finally see. He's a hundred yards in closing. I got the crossers on his chest. My whole body is a shaking and I can't catch my breath. I told myself to settle down, but I pulled that trigger fast. The kick of that old rifle knocked me off my ass. I squeezed off two more shots. I swing it from that tree. And once again, that old buck fever got the best of me. I got buck fever. I missed twice and nicked his ear. Yeah, go to it. I don't know how to sing this song. I've never heard that one. Oh, that's a good one. I found it. I was doing some research and I thought brand. Go ahead. Well, it's 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 brand new. Oh, is it? Is yeah. It sounds new. like a Bob Country song. It's brand new. Just came out. That's Mitch Gordon. Oh, that's and, what uh, it was. Yeah. yeah. Gordon Lightfoot. And close, but no. Uh, Mitch Gordon is one of our great homegrown artists. Been around for quite a while, but he was on the morning show with Neil on. Was it Thursday? Maybe I think uh, at eight twenty, talking about the song, and then Neil debuted it. Uh, that day, but so then yeah, that's, brand that's, new for that's when I heard it. Then, yeah, that's yeah. fantastic. That was really good. It's got buck fever. Yeah, it's uh, if you listen to it, and uh, so I asked Brandon to play it. But of course, instead of the bumper music for the four outdoors, well, well here we hey. go. Let's hey. do it. Hey. Now I feel comfy. Now I feel comfortable, Robert. I feel <laughs> I feel right at home. Thanks, buddy. I'll tell you what. That's Brandon behind the glass, helping us out all the time. And right in front of him is is his buddy Mark Fisher, who's with Real Talk Outdoors. He and the gang are right after us at uh, 7 o'clock. You, you forgot. I don't give a rat's butt about Garrett. He's a kid. Dang. He's just a young kid. The disrespect. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, he'll, he'll be taking over for Brandon here today, I think, as well. But yeah, got a lot of help here. Mark Lukey is my buddy on the left side of me. How are you doing, Mark? I am. I'm doing great. How are you, sir? I'm doing well because I, I got one of those bugs. You did. Yeah, Bug yeah. fever. No, I didn't get it. I don't think I, I'm not sure if I've ever had buck fever. I might have. When I was a 13 years old, I do remember yeah. one time when... Uh, I, I saw one, I just saw bits and pieces where I never had a shot and I was freaking out with my uncle and my left leg was doing its thing, you know, oh, yeah. you know, and, uh, I just never had a shot. And the more time you wait, the more you started thinking about it. You're a little kid, you know, and, yep. uh, yeah. So, uh, that's probably about had, the only time uh, I've ever really had it. I had buck fever the first time I was ever in a stand. I saw the biggest buck that I've ever seen hunting in the first hour of my ever being in a stand. And I was shaking so bad, yeah. and it was walking, and I never shot. So I had buck fever. I did have buck fever when I was about 21 years old at Frankie and Johnny's Bar on 7th Street in St. <laughs> Paul because I played some guy I didn't know for a dollar, and I didn't have a dollar. And, and I lost. That's and so good. I, yeah, so I ran out of that. That was my latest buck, buck fever. fever. No buck, buck fever. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Mark and I were talking a little bit. Of course, it's opening deer hunting rifle season this year throughout the state of Minnesota. Things happening all over the state. It's a lot of fun, and, and Mark wanted to go this year we've been to our hunting shack in ely a couple of times but it's four and a half hours you know and it takes a it's a big deal you just can't go up there for a couple yeah. of hours and come back home and mark's got a couple of kids three kids and a lot of stuff going on in his life so he said where can where can i go mm-hmm. that's close by home and and uh, only take a uh, half a day or whatever it's going to be and so uh, a friend of ours has got some property down in southern minnesota and hour and a half away maybe and uh, so uh, he let us hunt with him yesterday and I happened to get a buck. Not a big buck, but it was still a nice deer. Yeah, this was my first time ever hunting south, yeah. ever going south to hunt. It's yeah. a whole different experience. It is. Um, it was It was awesome. It was It was cool to see uh, so many hunters. We went in town for lunch. And there's There was orange everywhere. Everyone's yeah. talking. That's kind of fun, you know? I'm used to being in the middle of nowhere. And uh, 
eating a cold salami sandwich. Yep, all day long. You yep. can't go back to the cabin or whatever it is until 5 o'clock. Yeah. 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 So it, it was fun to, to go down there. See, we saw deer running around, driving out there. We yeah. saw trucks full of people in blaze orange. Yeah. It was it was, uh, it was fun to see just kind of more of the pandemonium. I'm used to being by myself. And the difference is, you know, again, up in Ely, it's nothing. St. Louis County is nothing but ridge and swamp and thousands, thousands, and thousands mm-hmm. of acres. There's no, there's no farms up there, not where I hunted for many, many years. So we are driving into our stand after we had lunch. We were driving down the dirt road, and there's a deer stand maybe 100 feet off the, off the road. And is facing the other direction. Yeah. We're seeing orange all over the place. You yeah, know? that's weird. From yeah. the, I wouldn't want to hunt right next to a road like that, but you got to do what you got to do yeah. with what you have, I guess. Well, if you got to take a leak, then you got to get down. Oh, yeah, the deer just, don't seem to care about roads this time of year. Anyway. I don't think so. And it is interesting. It's different because you have to be aware. I remember the our buddy who took us down there said to you, because he was putting you in and 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 me in different spots, mm-hmm. and he said to you, now where you are, you're going to be facing this particular direction. You've got a lot of room. You can see a long ways. But do not shoot yeah. high because, oh, there's houses over there. Yeah. There's some. There's a farm over there and someplace. I, I guess you could say the old shotgun thing plays effect there. You know, the big debate on whether you should use shotguns down south. Yeah. But down there, you, you don't want to shoot up top of ridge because you're going to hit something. You know, his land is gorgeous, by the way. And, and yeah. it's, it's um, good sight lines all over the place. You can four-wheel right to the deer stands if you wanted to. Uh, I was, mine was only maybe a couple of blocks from where we parked our trucks. So we, we all walked to mm-hmm. where we were going to hunt. But it's easy to get used to it because, like I said, when I was growing up, we're in, when you walked out of the hunting shack, you were in the woods, and you walked back by Bass Lake, the northeast corner of Vermilion, and you were in the woods mm-hmm. for the entire day. I never came in. I packed – I had my my, my, my my hunting coat weighed probably 40 pounds. Had yeah. to. I just had sandwiches and rope and – and thermoses, all yeah. kinds of things. But I stayed out there the entire day because there's no place to go. Now, you go out there and sit for about three hours, nothing's happening, go have a bite to eat and a beer, come back and do it again in the afternoon. It's a whole different ballgame. I, I learned that, and I haven't hunted in a tree stand for many, many, I, would, I haven't hunted in a tree stand since I was a teenager, like climbing up a ladder. And I decided it's not for me anymore. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. It, it's just not for me. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm a large man. And... Uh, I don't like heights that much. I noticed when you said you were a large man, you said that very daintily. Yeah. Yes, you did. Yeah. yeah. If I say dainty, it doesn't sound so bad. Yeah. But, um, you know, Wade had the perfect setup for us, and uh, I climbed up in there, and I just did not feel comfortable. I felt like I was going to fall out. I yeah. even had a safety bar. I had everything, and I yeah. just, I got to move a little bit. You know, I, I kind of like a ground blind, so I can just kind of wiggle around, stand up, Um it just, I just I wasn't comfortable in the stand. Safety first. If you're not comfortable, don't do it. You know. But, so if uh, I ever get my own land, I think I'm going to build like a you know like a platform house where I can when, stand up. When, when not I, not not when. not if when. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Because so, you can't do that on public land, but um, ground blinds work. I you know Nick shot a deer out of a ground blind a couple weeks ago. Yeah. They work just fine. No, but Wade, uh, he's very very. You were on the ground when yeah, you shot. I was on the ground, but. Uh, that was because I had a couple of beers at lunch, and I didn't want to climb the stand after after a couple of beers, you know. And uh, so, uh, but it was it was interesting because where I was, I was directly behind the tree stand where I was sitting in the morning, not more than twenty five yards. And there's a hill, so my back was to a hill. So when I was up the hill a little bit, I was probably almost eyesight level as to where the seat was of the uh, of yeah. the tree stand. Yep. So you're so, elevated. So I wasn't losing much elevation. Right. 
And uh, I got lucky. Uh, Wade uh, told me that uh, uh, I asked him, okay, with your experience in this stand, which direction would these deer normally come from? Either the left, which I was hoping because it was, boy, you you got an hour, darn now. You got my, you got five minutes to watch yeah. them mosey. That was nice. But if they come from the right, they're going to be coming from over the hill behind you. And uh, then you have to be a little quicker and be prepared because they, they will, they're there before you know it. Right. And uh, that's what happened. I saw a couple of deer. I saw a buck and a doe. And I took three shots at the buck. And I'm telling you what, I've never, in my 50-some years of doing this stupid game, I've never had easier shots than that first buck that came trotting right in front of me. It wasn't, again, more than 30 yards. And I just, it was, I thought, you got to be kidding me. Now, I don't use slugs very often. I don't know if. Have you ever hunted with a shotgun before? Once. Okay. And that's when I got the big buck on my son Mike's oh, property yeah. a couple of years okay, ago. Yep. Only time I've ever shot a slug that was one time. Mm-hmm. And I said, I don't know what the difference would be, but I missed that deer. And he had no idea what I was there. And I, the doe was behind me. And I felt, how'd I miss that? I didn't feel mm-hmm. bad. I wasn't nervous or anything like that. It was kind of a cool experience. You clearly missed him. It's oh, like absolutely. Yeah. Because when he ran past, he took a left and came right by me and maybe... 50 feet away behind some brush, and I could see him looking at me, but Did I had no shot. Did he stick his tongue out at you? No, 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 no. He gave me the hoof. Yeah, the hoof. Yeah, he gave me the hoof. But, you see uh, him smile? Yeah, so. Uh, anyway, so uh, um, I didn't, I, I, he outweighed me, and I just was a little bit impatient. It took about two minutes. We looked at each other, and I tried to kind of turn my body around to see if I can get a shot at him again, and it just didn't happen, and he and the doe went way far away, and uh 20 minutes later, another came. It was cool, listeners. I told Mark and uh, and uh, uh, Wade this earlier is that um, I only had four slugs because mm-hmm. I didn't plan on doing this. It was a short-term yeah. notice to go deer hunting. And, and uh, I thought, ah, I might, how many do you need? You know, well, I shot three at that guy. <laughs> and I thought, you kind you got to be kidding me. If anyone <laughs> saw that, I'm telling you, who knows me, who was there, would be worth me, would not believe that you could have literally thrown a rock at this deer. And I don't know. Maybe I'm not as good as I used to be. And like Toby Keith says, right? Yeah. So I, I text you guys as well. I missed, and I only I shot three times. I only got one left. Well, 15, 20 minutes later, another one came from behind me as well. And I was able to turn around before he saw me and found a spot where he's going to walk through and open lane, and, and I had a nice shot. And interesting, as soon as I shot, remember I told you guys uh, I had uh, had three shots. I only got one left. And as soon as I shot, Wade text. Uh, not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but that was it's a nice, nice little buck. And it was kind of funny because you know we were texting each other, right? And when you're on the same property, it we knew I knew a shot clearly came from you or yeah. our other hunting partner, and I heard three in a row. And that's usually it's unusual to hear three shots in yeah. a row. Yeah. And so I f- figured we were waiting to go get your deer, and you said I missed, and I was surprised. And he's like, I only got one left. And then a little bit later, we heard one shot. I'm like, that had to be sure. <laughs> I got. I got lucky. Make it count. You yeah. made a great shot. You, I did, and I took, I took my time, and I put the bead on it this time, but I had time to put a bead on it. And, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, and it was a it was you a really, shoot was, from the hip? It was a perfect shot. And uh, so I'm, I'm grateful for, uh, for the opportunity to do so because Kerry, I wasn't going to shoot anything unless it was a monster, but my friend Kerry uh, Lampert, a good friend of mine who I've spoken about many, many times, had a heart transplant 35 years, give or take, hunted most of her life, Hasn't hunted for the last couple of years because it's not as easy as it used to be. And she asked all about, uh, I wish I had some venison. So if I, if I see a doe, which I take it for it, she says, yeah, that'd be nice. So uh, shot it, met her this morning. I registered the deer and uh, gave her the deer. And she went up to Brayham, Minnesota to have it, have it butchered. And so everybody wins. I had a good time with 
with uh, our buddy and yourself, and the weather was gorgeous. Yeah, it was. And Carrie's got about 125 pounds of, of venison last year all, all winter long. So good for Carrie. So yep. yeah, it was a, it was a great time. It's I'm really happy we got invited. It, I didn't want to miss out on it. It was fun. It was great to be with you during that whole experience, and uh, I'm just appreciative. It was fun. It's just something you got to take part of. It's like fishing opener. And what, you got to do it. When we're together, Wade, we can say his name, obviously, but we laugh. We just yeah. laugh and laugh and laugh. Uh, there's nothing better. Uh, anyway, you got any shout-outs tonight? Yeah, I got a bunch of shout-outs. Got a couple of shout-outs. <clears throat> Talking, hey, I'll tell you, when, when you're looking for a shout-out, I got to read this to you, okay? This is not an outdoor thing, but I think it's funnier than hell. I read this in the St. Paul Pioneer Press a couple of days ago. A Colorado judge uh, fined a welding company that tried to pay off a $23,500 settlement to his, uh, with a, song, a subcontractor by sending the money in loose coins that weighed three tons. He actually, they said these people, the judge said they acted maliciously and in bad faith. They paid off a debt, like, a, like some kind of a lawsuit thing, $23,500 in coins that weighed 6,000 pounds. Yikes. And they had a big old Brinks truck or something drop it off and set it right on the front sidewalk. $23,500 in coins. And then the judge said, we think that's funny. Now you're getting fined another eight grand. And he did. He fined him another $8,000. Wow. Funny. What do you got, buddy? Well, I asked our listeners to write in some good stories over opener weekend, and we got a couple of great ones here. First one's from Jenny uh, Budoin, I believe you say her last name. You got to go to our Facebook page and check out some of these pictures. It's pretty cool. She says, the buck of a lifetime. I was on the ground by my stand and a younger buck, six pointer, came up, was 30 yards from me and ran off into the trees. I thought I spooked him before I could get a shot. And then the big one, 13.186 pounds dressed, came out. He appeared out of nowhere and was just majestic. He came up to 70 yards away. We, we stood each other off eye to eye. He, she felt very small to him, but I was able to get a shot off and got him. It was such an adrenaline rush and a memory I'll never forget. I'm not a trophy hunter. I harvest deer to feed my family, but gosh, sure was neat to bag a trophy meal. Boy, good for you, You got to see the picture of this deer. It is a monster. Yeah, go to the 4 Outdoorsman Facebook page and check yep. those out. Check out the comments um, in our shout-out page. Uh, we have another one here. Uh, Vicky Prohl says, just in time to make the shout-out for tonight's show, Haley... Just got her first deer. Can't wait to t- to talk to them tonight. Congratulations, Haley, on your first. How deer. old is Haley? Um, she looks young. She's definitely a teenager. Might be twelve or thirteen. Huh. I'm not sure. But good for you, young lady. Good job, young lady. Uh, Justin Zeiss, a longtime friend, says my brother Adam Zeiss with a monster eight that took two and a half hours to drag out of the swamp in the dark. You got to see the picture of this one too. It's just huge. It's making uh, me jealous. That's for sure. And Justin shot a nice eight, and they have a picture of their meat pole with lots of bucks sitting there. Uh, Vicky just says she was 12. Thanks for writing in. That was fast. Uh, congratulations, Haley. What a great experience, and well done. Good shot. I'll be going down to uh, Pheasant Hunt with the Sadri family in Adams, Minnesota here on Black Friday. Nice of them, them to invite us to go down there. And there's a they sent a picture of, uh, uh, I think it's Bo's deer, uh, deer. That's Kevin. And Bo's, I think this must be Bo's buck. It's got to be, 
It's got it's probably a ten point, but I bet the spread is 21, 23 inches. You've seen this deer, right? That's he's twelve years old, twelve or thirteen years old. Crazy. Can you picture? It's like catching a thirty-two pound, thirty-two inch walleye as you're on your first cast. That's crazy. I, I don't understand with so many hunters out there how deer can get that big unless you you know you're on three hundred acres of your own land and I mean it's just amazing how how deer can can. Yeah. When, when we're driving around and you see orange in every field that we go by, yeah. how would a you know six-year-old buck with horns like that survive that long? Must yeah. be just wily. Just, you I, know. I'm guessing, like especially down in Cannon Falls, those areas, there's there's so many farms and all 40, 50, maybe 100-acre parcels, whatever. Yeah. And they're all going to be hunted, and the deer only have so many places they can go. I don't understand that as well. There seems to be plenty of deer, just probably not a lot of monsters, yeah. but... Um, you know, there's some nice deer that come through. I well, guess. tell me you your know? your first deer story. Your first deer story. The, my first harvest. Yes. My first harvested deer. I was 13 years old. Uh, we hunted along the Wisconsin River in Wisconsin on some land that we leased. Deer camp for us was two campers with a plywood tent in between. And it was me. I was the only kid and a lot of older guys that... I learned a lot of things in deer camp. A lot of profanity. A lot of profanity. And how to drink. And how to drink and uh, all sorts of stuff. But it was it was a wonderful experience. It was the first time I felt like I was one of the guys and I was a man. Anyway, so I told you the first year I did not shoot a deer. I did not shoot that buck that walked in front of me like an idiot. But the second year I had a I was sitting on a tree stand and we talked about how I don't like tree stands anymore. Right. This was climbing a tree on the pegs, right. not a ladder stand, right. and sitting on a bicycle seat. Yeah. And it was probably 30 feet up in the air. <laughs> sitting on a bicycle seat with a strap, a little tiny foot pad. Uh, getting up and down was a major process. So you did not leave the entire day. Oh, boy. And I remember, I believe the second morning, uh, Doe walked along the field line. It was a. It was probably one of the harder shots I've ever made deer hunting. The deer was walking. I had a 30-30 lever action. That was the gun I used. That's what I still use. Uh, with a scope, though. I know you're not a scope man, right. but um, made a great shot. It maybe went 50 yards, and that was that was my first deer. I, I remember think... shaking. I remember, I remember feeling sad, like that I killed something. Yeah. I remember, like there was just a mix of emotions of being so excited yet, like I, I did feel sorry for the animal. Now you like you. now you like killing a lot of stuff, don't you? Oh, I mean, I don't get joy out of killing it, but uh, I don't, I don't feel bad anymore. Speaking of, yeah, but the reason you like to kill that stuff is because you like to eat that stuff and you make jerky. He just gave me. My, I walk into Mark's house when I picked him up. And we'll go to break right away here, but uh, I walked into Mark's house to pick him up. Boy, it smells wonderful. Something's happening in the kitchen, and you're making jerky. And boy, yeah. and, and it's in. I've got a couple of pieces I in made, my car uh, right five now. Five pounds. I'm going to try. I like to experiment, so I'm trying. I'd never done teriyaki before, so I'm trying that. You'll have to tell me if you like it. I tried a little piece. It tasted a little salty, so we'll see. Maybe you'll like it. Maybe you don't. Oh, uh, my wife. But the and good I... news is, I have a lot more, and I can try different <laughs> stuff. My wife and I will be the judge for you. All right, Gabe, let's go to break, young man. Let's go to break. Here we go. Going to be back with Sean Grimm. This is the guy who caught a walleye, about a 22 incher. He's going to show his buddies, and he dropped it. Yeah, where did it go? We're going to find out. It's a heck of a story. Sean will be right back with us after a word from our sponsors. Missed part of Bob Outdoors? No problem. Just click on the Weekend tab at mybobcountry.com to listen back to the four outdoorsmen anytime. 
Call Dazeal Heating and AC when you need dependable, affordable, and professional furnace repair at your home. Dazeal knows the feeling when your furnace goes out during a cold winter day. If you have a unit that's ready to roll over, Dazeal's team of licensed and certified HVAC technicians are here to help. Dazeal's trucks are stocked to repair any furnace system and can get your house warm and cozy again. Suspect a problem? Call the top dog today before your furnace goes out. They will come running to your rescue before it is too late. DazealHVAC.com Hey, the four outdoorsmen have been to Devil's Lake many times and fall in love with it every time. Hard water's here, and Devil's Lake is just about as good as it gets. I'm going to name drop here. Kurt Wallback of Outdoor Bound TV and John Hoyer, winner of the National Walleye Tour the last two years, are only two of the professional big shots that feel like Devil's Lake is overall the best fishery in the entire country. Saying a lot. Hey, before you head that way, get a hold of Strewman here. I'll put you in touch with a great guide, nice hotel, superb restaurants, whatever you need. Check it all out on devilslakend.com. And thanks. Clam Outdoors has what ice anglers need for ice fishing this winter. From portable fish traps and pop-up hub shelters to ice armor by Clam Outerwear and cold weather gear to stay warm on those cold winter days. Along with a wide array of accessories, Clam Pro Tackle, Frost Ice Line, rods, reels, and combos, and so much more. Whether you're a hardcore or casual ice angler, Clam has what you need for ice fishing. Check out the full line of ice fishing gear at ClamOutdoors.com. Hey, one of the most beautiful winter settings in Minnesota is every square mile surrounding Ely. Ice fishing, of course, is superb and the options are nearly endless, but Arrowhead Outdoors, well, it's a must stop for every hiker, hunter, or fisherman heading that way because Chris and Steve, eh, they pretty much know it all. Hey, once again, Steve has fish houses for rent on the doorstep of the Bounty Waters. He fishes a lot and as a result knows where to put those babies and it'll put the odds in your favor. Hey, I'll tell you what, reserve your fish house today. Go to ArrowheadOutdoorsElyMN.com. Tired of losing your valuables down the ice fishing hole? Our friend Bill Katz with BK Outdoors LLC has the most simple, affordable solution on the market. Katz covers are a strong polycarbonate hole cover you can stand on and fish through. Your phone, electronics, keys, kids, and pets can now be safe with this simple solution. Go to CatsCovers.com. That's K-A-T-Z-K-O-V-E-R-Z.com. Made in Minnesota, a veteran-owned company. You can order yours directly or visit one of Bill's great retail partners to get yours now. Power Lodge is the number one source for ATVs in the upper Midwest. With the top three brands, including Polaris, CF Moto, and Can-Am, you're able to test drive them all in a head-to-head comparison to find the perfect ATV for hunting, ice fishing, plowing, and having the best time possible on four wheels. Power Lodge also offers all the best gear to fully customize your off-road vehicle, including plows, windshields, heated hand grips, gun scabbards, and more. The 2023 Hardwater Ice Fishing Expo is coming back to the National Sports Center in Blaine, November 17th through the 19th, featuring the latest gear like augers, tackle, rods, reels, sleds, trailers, electronics, and more. Stick around for great pro seminars and learn tips and tricks that will help you catch more fish this winter. There's fun for kids and adults, so bring the whole family. You don't want to miss the 2023 Hardwater Ice Fishing Expo, November 17th through the 19th at the National Sports Center in Blaine. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yep, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? Uh, About three years now. Isn't it hard to make money with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. 
$1,000. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code RARE for an extra 30 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank this week only. You can cash out anytime, write your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code RARE for a 30 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank this week only. That's code RARE. The ruling on the field stands. You can register as an organ donor regardless of your age or health. Even people with conditions like diabetes, high blood pressure, hepatitis, or cancer can donate. And age is not a factor. The oldest organ donor ever was 95. Don't fumble your chance to save lives. Get the facts and register as an organ donor today at life-source.org. That's life-source.org. Sponsored by LifeSource, this station, and the Minnesota Broadcasters Association. All right, thank you very much, Garrett. Welcome back, everybody, to the Four Outdoors. My buddy Mark and I are sitting here uh, just BS and having a good time, but I think we've got somebody on the line who can BS just as well as we do. And I'm talking about Sean Grimm. Sean, are you there, my friend? I am here, Struve. At a boy. At a boy. Let's have some fun. Boy, I tell you, I've only, we've never met. Sean is from Valley City, I think it is, North Dakota. And he's an outdoorsman, true and true, loves to fish and all that. But the first time I spoke with you, I realized you're about as crazy as we are. And you know what? And the first time I spoke to you, it's like, oh, these are my kind of people. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, it's a, you got to get out, get outside, make some mem- memories, and just laugh. It's a, 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 we, all we do is tell stories, and, and I'm glad you uh, responded because you've got a great one. Tell us about your background. Now, you live right now in Osakis, right? I do, yeah. And if you can have your uh, your uh, sound guy turn you guys down, you're a little hot in my ears right now. So All right. That's like, great. So, yeah, I'm in Osakis out here in the sticks, so I'm sorry if, you know, my cell phone kind of comes in and out, but I'm on the lake here. And, uh, yeah, enjoying it for sure. Yeah, boy. You're on the lake. It's kind of cold for that. Are you still fishing? Um, it, it, I, I am. I am. I'm not putting in the boats, but I'm, you know, fishing the points and stuff like that that I can fish right off ashore and uh, things are going okay. The fish are slowing down a little bit along shoreline, but you know, it's going okay. One of our great friends is Scott Merwin and hey, Garrett, did you get that? Uh, oh, thank you very much. And uh, Scotty Merwin owns Lake Osaka's guide service right up by you. And he's become a really good friend of ours. We met him through the show when we started this gig in 2014. And I've been on Lake Osaka's oh, three or four times with Scott. There's there's a lot of good water up where you are in Lake Osaka's for sure. <laughs> there, well, you know what? What am I supposed to say to that? Yeah. I ran to a couple that said, "Oh, it's it's." it's I heard fishing was kind of bad in Osaka's this summer, and I'm like biting my tongue, going, "Do I say?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it's it's been really good. I I pulled out some of the biggest fish I've you know pulled out of here this last summer and fall. So, you know it's. It's 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 really nice and yeah I chime in on on Scott's Facebook page all the time just kind of acknowledging the great work that they do. You know I tell you what, he's he's got to continue to be a guide because you know, he's been doing it for a long long time and he's slowing down he's 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 delegating a lot of his business to other other guides as well. But uh, two years ago he and his wife decided oh let's take up golf and um, I went golf with with Scott one time and I had to 
after nine holes, I had to stop and go get a, a, a bicycle helmet. This guy was going to kill somebody when he, he, <laughs> he was all over the place. But he's, <laughs> he's taking lessons and stuff, but he's doing a lot better right now. But he loves the game. He's hooked on, on the game of golf, but uh, he's, he's really a good, good guy. Doesn't, doesn't his wife fish a lot with him, too, then? Yes. Yeah. Fishing or anything? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. She's yeah. the head so of uh, like, women. How, how perfect is that? Yep. Yeah. She was the head of women anglers in Minnesota for a long time. She's long a great time. lady. Cooks the best cinnamon buns for breakfast I've ever had in my life. Yeah. No, she's... Uh, Kristen, yeah. She's funny. We've gone ice fishing with them as well out in uh, in uh, Buffalo someplace. I'm not even sure what lake we were on way out there, but... Uh, yeah, yeah I've, got a, I've got a friend that that, uh, that does... I think she has the, the quote-unquote, hidden Facebook group for that group of women anglers in Minnesota, and she chimed in after the story hit, and she just... She was laughing super hard. <laughs> she goes, yeah, I shared this with all of my gals and stuff like that, because... They always come in with, you know, photos and stories of oops and dropping and all this fish stuff. So she had a feast with it, too. They're good people. You know, and, and this entire industry, 99.9% of the people you meet in this industry, the fishing industry, the entire outdoor industry, are really good people. And if you can't, uh, if you can't learn something from everybody you meet, then go do something else. So, uh, yeah, good for you to get as involved in it as you are. Hey, let's talk, talk about, okay, you were born in Valley City. I don't know where Valley City is. <laughs> well, that's easy. So you just follow 94 till you hit Fargo, right? Yes, sir. Yep. And then it's just keep on 94. It's the next, you know, like 50 miles and you hit this. It's, you know, it's North Dakota. So it's flat. You, yeah. you know, like I tell people, snow doesn't fall down. It falls. It goes straight across. Yeah. So yeah, it does. First, little, first little divot in North Dakota, once you get past Fargo, that's Valley City. It's got reservoir north of it. It's got the river that runs through it. It, it was a gorgeous place to grow up with, a great place for fishing. Good for you. So the elevation drops 10 feet, and they call it a valley, huh? You better believe it. There's like three trees there, too, so that's a forest. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes we have a chance to go out to Devil's Lake a couple of times every year, as often as we want to. Yeah. Devil's Lake Tourism is one of our favorite sponsors. Yep. Wonderful place to go, a great fishery. And we get out there a lot, and sometimes the wind is... I mean, you just, it's kicking. And, and there's, that lake is uh, 170,000 acres. And there's like, even when you're coming home from, heading east from there, the wind is nuts sometimes. It's, it's actually scary. It reminds me of. Oh, and some, re- of the, some of the ice getting pushed up on the, yeah. on the roads and stuff like that is yeah. just crazy, yeah. crazy busy. I've got buddies out there. And we went out there a little bit when we were, you know, when I was younger and stuff. That was, you know, that was when it was a little smaller. I had high school classmates that literally lived in Minnewaukee, and now I, I'm pretty sure people are fishing over their farm because yeah. it's all underwater. Yeah, it's crazy right? how the same thing is growing. You mentioned about the, the snow and whatnot and uh, how flat it is. It reminds me, and then we'll get to your story, but I was in San Antonio a number of years with my buddy and my wife, Diana, and we're golfing. We got hooked up with a, another player from San Antonio, and it was windier than hell. And I'm making comments about this. The guy says, ah, oh, come on, this is nothing. He says, he said, let me tell you how windy it is out here. Last year, it's so windy. Last year, one time, the wind stopped blowing. Everybody fell down. It's <laughs> true. <laughs> 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 Do you know that uh, they planted a striper in Devil's Lake at one point? Uh, no, I don't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like, when I was growing up, that was kind of the big deal. Dinar dropped in these stripers thinking, okay, let's give this a shot, these hybrid stripers and stuff. And it's like, I think only one was caught. It was like 17 pounds. <laughs> I imagine. 17 oh, pounds. And then there's like nothing else, yeah. nothing else. So it's just like, 
Devil's Lake, gorgeous walleye. Yeah, fishery. it's one of my favorite fisheries. Let's talk about your story now. You were fishing an unknown lake. Where you were in North Dakota when you were fishing this unknown lake, right? And you, unknown lake, and, unknown river, because, yeah, you know, you yeah. got them both all around. Unknown, yeah. unknown town, and you caught a couple of nice fish, and you brought a 22-inch walleye to show your buddies. Get on with the story and tell us this whole thing. I think it's wonderful. All right, sure, will do. So, first of all, 22-inch walleye, I... I got crap online, <laughs> like the Rapala uh, Facebook page and all, you know Target walleye and all this stuff. People going twenty-two inch walleye. That looks a little. It's like, all right, glad I took pictures. It's yeah. like, okay, so yeah. it's twenty-one point six five picture. What would you use for your story? Huh? At twenty-two, <laughs> I'm proud, right? Twenty-two, you bet. So, right. So, anyways, so. I, I, I called up my folks. It's like, you know what? I'm going to fish first and let's meet at Pizza Corner Pizza. Grew up going there. It's just a little p- local pizza establishment. And Cape Fine. So I'm fishing, you know, great night of walleye fishing. I pull in early. And uh, and I'm thinking, you know, I, I started the, the Facebook group page, fan page for Pizza Corner Pizza, like a bunch of years back. I said, you know, what? I'm going to take a picture in front of this, the awning going, you know what? Does it get any better than this? Yeah. Pizza corner pizza and a walleye, yeah. you know, right? Great walleye fishing. Yeah, that's good. And so I, my folks get there, and I go, okay, Dad, here's where I want you to shoot the shot, you know, and stuff like that. Oh, why don't we shoot? No, we're shooting here. <laughs> so I'm holding this, and all of a sudden he's lining up. It's like, boom, boom, boom. It drops onto the ground. Fine. Go down to grab it. And it like kick, kick, kicks right into that storm drain. Oh, yeah. And it's just like, it's like all of a sudden, my great idea, a little goofy thing for my Facebook page, all of a sudden went wrong really quick. Did your dad get right? a picture? Did your dad get a picture before no. you dropped it? All right, all right. Now you're screwed. Uh oh, is he screwed? Is he still there? the video? There right? you go. There you go. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so then I'm sitting there. It's like, what do you do? You know, take a breath. Okay, we can get this figured out. Go over to the manhole cover. Try. Like, it's like I don't know. Is it? Is it? Can they come out? No. So go back, you know, grab my tackle box. It's like, okay, let's hook on. What's got the most hooks on this? Here's this, you know, this classic, you know, original floating Rapala. Yep. Put that on there, yep. you know, put the rod down on the side of the street so it's not getting stepped on or anything like that. Pull out some line, you know, and then you go like anybody else would do. You go armpit deep into the drain that's, cover. That's what I would have done. And, and so it's right. And so, so I'm sitting there, I'm trying to get this, and, and I hook into it once, and it pops off. Okay, no big deal. And I finally hook into it. But meanwhile, my mom's laughing, and she said, I'm going to go in, I'm going to order pizza. So she goes and orders pizza. Five seconds later, oh, I've got, at my head level, I've got like two ex- four extra sets of shoes. It's like, come on, Mom. Really? You went in there and you told people? <laughs> you know, it's like, this is, this is, I'm feeling like an idiot enough being down here. You yeah, know, yeah. cars are driving by. It's like, I, I, I moved out of town like 20 years ago. Chances are 90% of these people don't know who I am, so I've got that going for me. But, yeah. you know, what if the police show up? This guy's got his arm in his, you know, the gutter deal. It's like, yeah, officer, you got the jaws of black with you? No? Okay, I've got this covered. See ya. So so I'm trying to get this thing, and I, I snag this, snag it, because you can see some, you can see into it because the awning is so bright. And it's like I'm pulling it up, and I pull it up like four inches, and it slides down three. Because, you know, it's, it's a, the monofilament slides through your hand. Right. So it's like, oh, this is going to be forever. So I'm up again, up four, down three. So I'm like making an inch at a time, inch at a time. I finally get this fish. And, you know, it's, it's you know, four, four and a half. You, you know, do whatever math you want to do. 
but it's like finally get this fish like pretty much 80% off the ground. And it's like, and then right then and there, I'm feeling that line stretch. Now, hang, like, hang on a oh. second. Now, was this fish still wiggling at all? I mean, I can't believe it was still wiggling no, when you first got there. No, okay, no, right. it's, it's, by the time it got down there, it's not shaking. Or right. it's, it's, you know, it's been a while from the water. Yeah. That's the other thing I got, got, got harassed on. It was oh, yeah. It's like, oh, I didn't know that you could, you know, you're not supposed to be able to transport fish in lake water. It's like, Where's the lake water, people? That yeah. gets dumped before I leave. It's like, come on, hard crowd. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so this, this right? It, it had enough. You know how it is. You yeah. Get yeah. Your, your your fish back, and you're getting about ready to clean them, and you know, it's, every once in a while, there's one that's just like, you know, it's like, okay, we need to dispatch that. So anyway, so it's I'm getting up, and it's that line is stretching. I'm going, holy moly! It's like I've got three things that could happen. I could lift this up, and I can get it through. I can lift it up and the Rapala can let go and it's in my arm, which is not a good thing. Yeah. Or, you know, it could just snap off and I'm out $10 Rapala and a gorgeous fish. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. So it's like, that's all going through my head. Meanwhile, the two people from the pizza corner pizza are talking above me. It's like, how big is that fish? Have, have you, do you have a daredevil? They're like, give me this, you know, this. Pe- I need some <laughs> space. I'm in gallery going the whole time. I'm working here. That's right. It's like not helping, not helping. <laughs> so, so I finally, it's like, oh, now or never. So I get it up, and I, and I, okay, all right. It's, it's lines holding. Get it up to the point where I can feel the top of that rapal, and I grab it with one hand. So, okay, that's not going in my arm. That's safe. Lift it up, grab the back of the fish, and pull it out. So crazy, just crazy. And then, <laughs> Go in, we have we have food and stuff like that. And then that, you know, the WDAY reporter calls me, you know, or texts me that night and stuff like that. And they did, they came out and they were just, they were solid. Those guys are just like, boom, boom, boom. The guy is like in, you know, an Emmy winning award, yeah. you know, reporters. It's like, it just, I couldn't ask for nicer guys too. And then after we walked through the whole thing, then of course I had to treat them to pizza corn pizza, right? <laughs> just, that's what you got to hey, do. Hey, let me not tell you what, this is crazy. And I did see the video. I'm, I forget where I, where I got it. Can you share with our listeners? We're talking to Sean Grimm, by the way, caught a nice walleye, lost a nice walleye, caught another walleye again. But well, how do people find this video? Yeah, that's a good question. Cause it was, it's kind of like uh, subscriber only stuff on the WDY in Fargo. Uh, so if you're a subscriber to the forum and stuff like that, you can get there. But I just, after a while, it's like, oh, you just type in Minnesota angler catches walleye twice or re-catches walleye. And it's on, you know, it's down in Florida. It's, you know, it's in Canada news. It's in Google. You know, it's it's the the actual, the the uh, reporting deal is there. Yeah, now, it's, one it's guy cool. posted it, it. He just posted the entire thing from the street camera. I saw that. So that's out there too. Yeah, so, I saw that. That's like, what it was. Oh. Yeah, yeah. There's there's yeah. three cameras no, you gotta, all over. You, you literally got to watch Kevin Walvin. Yeah. You know. Uh, yeah. And they they ran it here in, in WCCO. I had buddies calling. It's like, yeah, I was here in Fargo while it happened or whatever. And these people can't believe I know the fishing guy. <laughs> no. <laughs> We've all heard yeah. stories about losing stuff in the water and, re- and finding things in the water, but this is brand new. Sean, I tell you what, we got to let you go. But I'm I'm going to ask you one last question. You, I. Did, are you going to mount this fish, make a mount, and have it and have With the a manhole cover? Or no, something. and ha- have the story of the newspaper right there next to the fish. You got to do something like that. What? Or or just mount the Rapala, right? There's, there, there you, you go. go. With the article, right? there you go. It'll save you a lot of there money. Sean Grimm, I'll tell you what. From Osaka's Minnesota, now he's turned into a 
Are we mud hens? Is that where we are in Minnesota? No. I, I think know. we are. Anyway. But, Sean, i tell you what. Thanks for sharing this story. I'm going to kind of stay in touch with you because I'm sure there's a lot of stories in your background, friend, and I want to I want to, I want to, to rack your brain. So if you don't mind, I'm going to stay in touch with you. Thanks again, Stuart. You bud. Take care of yourself and be safe this winter. All right, buddy? You too. All right. Take care. That's funnier than hell. That's Sean Graham from Osakis, Minnesota now, and it's a story. Try to find it. You know, you can just Google something about the story and go from there. Going to be right back with Cindy Joe, CGA caller, Dirt Road Dixie, singer, fisherman, bear hunter, mother of three. Be right back. Bob FM's Minnesota Country Salute CD Project is back for its final year. 20 homegrown artists have come together with Bob FM to create another album to raise money for the Minnesota Military Family Foundation and Minnesota Wheels of Honor. When you buy yours, you're helping the servicemen and women, first responders, and their families overcome the sacrifice they make for your safety. Find out where you can buy yours at MyBobCountry.com on sale this Veterans Day. Hey, one of the most beautiful winter settings in Minnesota is every square mile surrounding Ely. Ice fishing, of course, is superb, and the options are nearly endless. But Arrowhead Outdoors, well, it's a must-stop for every hiker, hunter, or fisherman. Heading that way because Chris and Steve, eh, they pretty much know it all. Hey, once again, Steve has fish houses for rent on the doorstep of the Bounty Waters. He fishes a lot, and as a result, knows where to put those babies, and it'll put the odds in your favor. Hey, I'll tell you what, reserve your fish house today. Go to ArrowheadOutdoorsElyMN.com. Clam Outdoors has what ice anglers need for ice fishing this winter. From portable fish traps and pop-up hub shelters to ice armor by Clam Outerwear and cold weather gear to stay warm on those cold winter days. Along with a wide array of accessories, Clam Pro Tackle, Frost Ice Line, rods, reels, and combos, and so much more. Whether you're a hardcore or casual ice angler, Clam has what you need for ice fishing. Check out the full line of ice fishing gear at ClamOutdoors.com. Hey, the four outdoorsmen have been to Devil's Lake many times and fall in love with it every time. Hard water's here, and Devil's Lake is just about as good as it gets. I'm going to name drop here. Kurt Wallback of Outdoor Bound TV and John Hoyer, winner of the National Walleye Tour the last two years, are only two of the professional big shots that feel like Devil's Lake is overall the best fishery in the entire country. Saying a lot. Hey, before you head that way, get a hold of Strewman here. I'll put you in touch with a great guide, nice hotel, superb restaurants, whatever you need. Check it all out on devilslakeND.com. And thanks. Power Lodge is the number one source for ATVs in the upper Midwest. With the top three brands, including Polaris, CF Moto, and Can-Am, you're able to test drive them all in a head-to-head comparison to find the perfect ATV for hunting, ice fishing, plowing, and having the best time possible on four wheels. Power Lodge also offers all the best gear to fully customize your off-road vehicle, including plows, windshields, heated hand grips, gun scabbards, and more. All right, welcome back. Strewman here. Mark Lukey, Brandon and Garrett behind the glass. And I'll tell you what, uh, we've got somebody special, one of our first guests probably about nine years ago. We've been on the air since 2014. And Cindy Joe Schlower was her name. Was it Schlower? Was that your last name, Cindy? It, it, it still is. Is it really? <laughs> Are you, it is. Oh, you're not married? <laughs> well, when you're famous, you can't change your name, right? There you go. Exactly. Good I, answer. 
<laughs> well, it's a lot easier than side and striker, side and stricker. It, so side and holler. Yeah. A lot less letters. <laughs> a lot less letters. It fits better you. on a wild jersey. Yeah. When I was, uh, <laughs> when my wife almost didn't marry me because my full name is Stephen Edward Robert Strusinski of Matamidi, Minnesota. Oh. You tr- you try to put that on, try to put that in an envelope someday, you know. So it's too many letters. CJ, how you doing, my friend? It's been a while since. Well, we oh. we, spot, we we stay in touch, but haven't been on the show in a long, long time. Doing great. Staying busy with kids and getting out in the hunting stand. Missed opener yesterday, but it was 100% worth it for what I missed it for. But We'll, we'll talk about that, too. That's a great, great story. But, yeah, I know you love to hunt and fish. The reason I got a hold of Cindy, how many years ago was it now, Cindy? Eight years ago for uh, American Idol? 2015. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, eight years ago. And I was watching American Idol, and it turns out that you're from North Branch, and you were on there, and you made the show, and, and uh, you were flirting with what's-his-name on the right-hand side. Who was the... Who's the guy that said you? You know, uh, you got to vote her fair be, through because she's a bear hunter and she kills bears. Uh, Harry well, Connick Jr. Good, he seemed like a nice man. Just seemed like a cool, cool yeah. guy. Good. So that's how I said. Well, this lady not only can sing and she's a very talented and she's an attractive lady, but she loves to hunt. That's a perfect guess for the four outdoorsmen back then. I think we were what were we called back then in 2015? Uh, we were called the Hunter and Angler Show or something. Something like, like that. that. Angler and Hunter. Anything, Angler and but, Hunter. Yeah, you so. got it. So now, since then, you uh, have uh, you're no longer teaching, right? You were teaching for a number, couple of years, and now you. Uh, I'm a, I'm a have, homeschool mom now. And you got three kids. Awesome. How old are the kids? And you, they are Lakely is four, Lane is two, and Lassen is four months. All L. So we're busy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you are. Okay, let's talk a little bit about hunting. Okay, now. Again, I honestly believe the last time we might have had you on. No, we've had that. It can't be four years since then. But correct me if I'm wrong, it might have been the last, one of the times that we had you, you were deer hunting and breastfeeding at the same time. That's, oh, I rem- yeah. That, I, I remember nothing's that. Changed. Nothing's changed. <laughs> nothing's changed. Yeah. Nothing's changed. Yeah. It's, at least it's not the same kid. That, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, but, just more kids in the blind these yeah, yeah. days, but nothing's changed. Well, let's talk about that, okay, because you still enjoy getting outside and hunt and, and uh, bear hunting, deer hunting, whatever else is out there in the woods. You try Absolutely. to bring you try to bring your kids as often as you can, right? Tell us some some stories about that, and how do you go about doing that? So I I honestly don't go without them at all. I haven't hunted solo in four years. Um, truly, wouldn't have it any other way. Is there you know extra planning, and you're packing as many snacks as you can, and you're packing diapers, and you're packing water bottles, and everything else. So you're you're caring about an extra. 50 to 60 pounds sometimes but you know we've been pretty lucky we have um, 40 acres of our own that we hunt on and we have a big six by six redneck blind and we bring a sleeping bag for the kiddos to sit down on and some color books and some snacks and um, right now it's more just about trying to get them used to the outdoors Um, as a mom which I know you know you, you you guys know this process right you know having kids is stressful and the best thing for me to do is get outdoors. So it's not necessarily, you know, about the harvests anymore. It's just exposing the kids to things that, you know, we're passionate about as a family now and um, teaching them the ropes a little bit. <laughs> you know, Mark, I'm, uh, Mark Lukey, my buddy next to me, of course, you've, you've yeah. met him a long, long time ago as well. And he can relate to all what you're talking about. I've got 10 grandkids, but I'm done with the ch- children game. And so, so Mark and you, can you got something to talk about. Well, you guys talk a little bit. I'm going to get myself some apple cider. I'll be right back. <laughs> well, Cindy, we, we got to talk about um, 
you missed opener and there's a very, very good reason why. And I, Strew sent me a video that you posted and, and it's just incredible. Tell us how it happened and what that experience was all, was like. Yeah. So I, it was actually my birthday as well. I'm a hunting opener baby. Um, my dad was actually hunting the day I was born. And so for me, when it actually falls on my birthday is super exciting and I don't miss it very often whatsoever, but I had received a crazy exciting email um, about a month ago to come and play for the rink series at the Minnesota Wild game. And he had, you know, they asked you what dates you're available and things like that. And November 4th was one of the dates that he had sent. And I'm like, why not? You know, if, yep. if I'm going to miss hunting opener, it better be for something pretty amazing. Yep. So I got a thing to uh, a packed Excel energy center. And it was honestly one of the highlights of my music career. No doubt. I mean, I've opened for Craig Morgan and Dan and Shay and, you know, people across the board, and it's just the Wild Federation, you know, or association, I should say, sorry. Um, they're just such an amazing group of people that it just, it was a treat, that is for sure. <laughs> well, you did a great job, sounded awesome. You did Tennessee Thank Whiskey, you. I believe, and it just, yeah. it was just incredible. And just to see your face, and, and it, it was just a great experience, and we're proud of you because you knocked it out of the park. I'll tell you what, Tennessee Thank Whiskey, you know, you. Tennessee whiskey was is uh, is not an easy song to sing, and and you know who does it you, you, who does it really really well as well is Jake Nelson, and Chris Cruzy both do Tennessee whiskey really well, and I didn't know do you, I you're you're the you're in the business do you know who first was offered to lock up that song and record it originally do you, do you know who it was I don't George Strait and he turned it down. Really, George, he would have done well with George that song. Strait turned that the song King down. Country himself. Yeah, he yep. turned that. He turned that down. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah. But uh, my wife, uh, we go see uh, Chris Cruzy and Jake and all these guys as yeah. often as we possibly can. And Chris Cruzy is going to be at Turtle Lake Casino uh, December 9th. and with I forget who he was on the Voice, of course, and, yep, and I forget absolutely. who won the Voice. I think her name was Chelsea. Uh, she's going to be on 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 the card with him at Turtle Lake Casino, and every time I see uh, Chris. I text him and I give him said, "Okay, we're going to be there on Saturday night. You got to see Tennessee. You got to sing Tennessee whiskey for me because you probably I say I tell him you prime the pump, I'll draw the water. And and, uh, because my wife Diana loves Tennessee whiskey, just loves Tennessee whiskey. Yeah. Hey, now, um, you uh, tell me how many you have actually harvested a deer with your kids in the deer stand. Share one of those stories, will you? Where they make a noise? How do you go about that? Oh. So I had harvested a really nice buck a couple years ago now. Um, So we had just the two kiddos. Obviously now adding a third, it gets even a little more tricky, but it it honestly worked out perfect, um, which doesn't always happen because kids make noise. And the second that redneck blind window opens or you zip open the window on your little pop-up blind, um, our kids are smart enough to go, meh. Hunting videos all the time. So it it worked great two years ago, but then last weekend, we were all sitting in the blind together, all five of us, and I packed chicken and rice, and I packed apples, and we had suckers with, and we had the iPad with, because I'm like, okay, mama's going to get a deer before it gets too cold. (laughs) And we had two does come in, and they, I mean, they were 15 yards away, but they came in fast, and we knew that there had to be a buck behind, and sure enough, this buck comes in, he's about 100 yards away. 
and uh, the hubby's getting ready, and we're all sitting there together, and we're trying to tell the kids, okay, we're going to open the window now. We have to stay quiet. Well, our little two-year-old's a spitfire, and he immediately is, buck, 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 buck. <laughs> and we're like, okay, it might not happen, which is okay, right? Yeah. It might not happen. Right. And it's heading towards us, and and the second we open the window, Matt, Matt, shoot, 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 shoot. And we're like, oh, no, and we just froze. Yeah. You know, trying not to move, and yeah. unfortunately, you know, he didn't come in any farther. He was uh, outsmarted us by far. Um, and with the kids making noises. So it's, you know, situations like that and experiences like that that we're going to laugh about forever. I mean, we have it all on video. And so it's not necessarily just about, like I said, the harvest for us as a family. It's, you know, in 10 years when he's sitting in the blind or, you know, whatever gets his first deer, his first buck with dad, you know, we have these awesome memories to show him and things like that. And I, I've been super lucky, yes, to shoot some really nice deer um, with the kiddos in the blind, and then there's moments where we're just all out there hanging out. But the only thing that keeps the baby quiet is breastfeeding. So <laughs> I am definitely the and mom that's going to do all the things, and the husband. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And apples, that's our trick. Bring it, if you are a hunter and you're going to bring little kids in a blind, bring an apple. I don't know what it is. We have done it since Lakely was, like, a year old and was getting teeth, and she was actually, like, not biting off pieces. She didn't have teeth yet, but she was teething on the apple, and it's, like, been a thing for us since, and it 100% keeps our kids quiet. <laughs> That's like uh, a dog in a Kong with peanut butter in it, you know? You just, yes! You just get yep. something to occupy for an hour straight. I, I understand. That's a great, great idea. It sure is. <laughs> hey, you're talking about uh, 40 acres, what you have. And, I'm, again, I'm used to hunting up in Ely, Minnesota, where there's thousands and thousands and thousands of acres. Mm-hmm. And Mark and I had an opportunity to go uh, visit a friend yesterday and uh, on 40 acres. And, I, and you know, I, So I went, uh, and it was nice that he invited us. I've never really shot with a slug. I've only done it once in my life. But 40 acres is plenty, I'm telling him. Oh, yeah. The, these woods... There's plenty of space out there, mm-hmm. and uh, if you do it right in food plots and whatnot and trails, it was gorgeous. And yesterday, you missed it yesterday, but sitting in the woods yesterday was as good as it gets, Cindy. It's as good as it gets. You know what? The funniest part was I kept, we have Tacticams, so they send pictures to our phones, and every couple minutes I was pulling because it would tell me that, it, that one of the trail cameras went off. Yeah. So we're pulling up the hubby and I, you know, I'm trying to do sound check, and he's sending me pictures of bucks showing up on camera. I'm like, oh. He was teasing you, baby. He was teasing he you. He sure was. <laughs> All right, I'm going to ask you one, one more question here, young lady. If you had one fishing trip or one hunting trip that was on your bucket list that you could choose just one place to go and one event, what would it be? Uh, Red Stag in New Zealand. Oh, that's a good one. You know, Kurt Walbeck is a good friend of mine. He goes every year for Red Stag. A lot of guys have. Uh, I know nothing about it. Billy Moles has gone a number of times as well. But I, I, I heard it's just gorgeous, the most beautiful place in the world. And Red I am St- friends with some gals from there on a women's page, and it is stunning. I mean, just the hiking alone would be a dream, I think. But if it was local, it would be an elk. I'd go, shoot, I'd go elk hunting with the hubby in Colorado, but... I don't biggest dream would be a red steak. <laughs> Good for you, I tell you what. You're going to do it. That's that's not a bucket list for you because I know you. You're as driven as any human being in the world. We're, and what you put your mind to. We're next year to bring the kids to Colorado in the backpack. So party in the work. I love you, young lady. I love you. <laughs> Say hi to Jake for me if you would. We're going to let you go. We're going to wrap this baby up. But um, 
thanks for being so nice, and congratulations on yesterday. I hope the music Thank thing is going you. really well for you. And, and uh, I, I mean this sincerely. I thought you sound as as good last night as I've ever heard you sing, and I've heard you a lot, and I'm proud of you. All right? Love you, my friend. Take care. Take care of yourself. You too. You bet. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Boy, I tell you what, the lady's not only talented, but she's got a hell of a life. I mean, to, and, yeah. and, and give her credit, you know. Can you pick your kids now are uh, 10, 8, and 6, give or take. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little easier now, but when they were 8, yeah. 6, and 4, or 6, 4, and 2, would you? can you picture having them in a deer blind with you? Not a two-year-old. Um, those, the blinds she's talking about, the redneck blinds, yeah. are enclosed yeah. and they're they're insulated, sound insulated. So that certainly helps. Yeah. Like I don't think you're bringing a two-year-old out into an open, you know, yeah. deer stand, or you know where they have to sit and be quiet. Yeah, and I can't picture you breastfeeding. Just, yeah, just no, can't it doesn't it. work very well. It doesn't I just the hair it. just gets in the yeah, way? Yeah, yeah. Hey, I just <laughs> I just milked your cow. We haven't got one. Remember? We have a bull. <laughs> I'm gonna go brush my teeth. Yeah, no, she's uh, she's the real deal, and uh, she was nice enough to invite us uh, to uh, her wedding one day years ago. Diane and I in Stillwater, and I know them the family real well. Really, very, very nice. Do you people. have any desire to go out west and shoot an elk, that kind of thing? You're, I, you're I, an adventuresome man. No, but I, I do have I do have if I if someone invited me today to go out and spend a week or two weeks in Colorado elk hunting, if I could just go and be there to witness it. And watch how they call the elks in, the bugle the elk in, and all and that camp and all that stuff. I'm in. I just uh, to shoot one. Uh, not for, I, I love the meat. I shot enough animals, and uh, no, I don't have that on well, my bucket. But I would. One? But I would. Uh, I don't know why. I don't want I don't one. Know. I don't. I don't, don't, don't want to drag the damn thing out. Oh, you have people do that yeah. for you. Duh. Sure. Well, now I got or drive the four wheeler yeah. up and drag it like we did. Yeah, I'm in. This isn't Ely, is it? We're not in Kansas no, anymore. It's not. It's not. I don't think. I don't think so. There's. I'm not. I'm, it's just not part of me to say I got myself a big elk. I would love yeah. to witness the entire process. Yeah. I've seen so many things. You're with, an exhibitionist. I am. Uh, I've I've seen so many things with Billy Moles, uh, some of his stories, and right. and to watch how they call these animals and and see them a mile and a half away and and go there and try to find them. And call, it's crazy. Yeah. But I would love to do that. And uh, so hopefully Billy's listening or someone's listening. Take Super Stu to Colorado, and uh, I'll be your friend. For sure. <laughs> Well, if there's any listeners out there that have a great story from this weekend, uh, I'm sure there's plenty out there. Reach out to us on social media, either Instagram or Facebook or TikTok or Twitter. We have them all, the four outdoorsmen, the number four outdoorsmen. And reach out, and we'd love to have you on. We, we, we're all about just regular people with regular stories. And, and if something cool happened this weekend, if you experienced something that you'd like to share with Minnesota, reach out and we'll have you on, okay? Sounds good to me. I tell you, we got to thank everybody. Got to thank Sean Grimm for joining us today. The the guy who caught is that illegal? Caught the same fish twice? Maybe it I is. Don't know. Yeah, uh, we got to have him on again sometime. He's crazy. And uh, CJ, Cindy, Joe, and everybody else who supports our show. All the shout outs, all those kind of guys. It's a lot of fun, man. We're blessed to fun. be on the Four Outdoorsmen every Sunday at six o'clock in my Bob Country. Take care, everybody. We got uh, Real Talk Outdoors is next. And Mark, what's going on with you? Gotta go Datelines on. <laughs> okay, let's get to the real stuff. I'll tell you what, every day's a gift. Mark's got something to say. Get outside and make some memories. Who'd it go? I think they won. <laughs>